Welcome to the NSAS podcast, or an excuse to fight for our rights. Um, this podcast is set up to make authorities who have held on to rights of people slightly ticked off. In fact, we want them to be incredibly ticked off and also upset over our demands, right? Um, we do not like to pretend we know what we're doing. We actually know what we're doing. We're at a place where we've decided enough is enough in this country, country being Nigeria, and we basically want changes and an improvement in the way things are done. Um, my name is Hashtag NSARS. Um, with me is my co-host Hashtag NSARS also. Yep. Say hi. Hello. Yeah. But today our guest is also known as Hashtag NSARS, but her real government name is Lucy, or part of her government name is Lucy. She's an amazing singer, songwriter, poet, and unfortunately, she also moonlights as an agbero i.e she supports chelsea every yep. now and then um, yeah. these are baseless accusations they're not baseless and i'll be taking legal steps you don't support chelsea i i, I support chelsea yeah, but so, so you know chelsea we we are our fan base we are very you know honorable and respectable so as carrying spanners and in keeping up with the theme of the answers thing one of the videos I saw on my timeline, sorry, one of the pictures I saw on my timeline this week, and I could copy you in tweets if you want. No, we've, we've... Was a certain individual mm-hmm. who was a, a thug who was attacking protesters, innocent protesters. Guess what jersey he was set off. <laughs> He was set off. He was set off. Who set him up? You know, uh, his proclivities as a Chelsea fan. United fans, or oh, Arsenal please. fans. <laughs> Let's get into know. today's episode, right? Yep. We're starting with the derby that occurred in England yesterday, right? Yeah. Do it. Pause. What happened? <laughs> Something came to my head. What? Ah. Hmm? So after let's I'll basically say yeah. after let's get into this episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm I think your phone is interfering. Oh, wow, that's weird. Was this close to saying same. probably SAS people are? Chelsea fans. Yeah. Ask my guy, you are big. Please. <laughs> we will just round up people <laughs> that this will become the real kitchen. <laughs> okay. Yesterday's derby was between, was the Liverpool derby more or less, or the Merseyside derby rather, between Liverpool and Everton. Essentially, the best team in England versus the one that won the league last season. Uh, nice one. It was a fantastic game, wasn't it? Well, it was. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, a few things happened that, well, I think it was quite the eventful game. For starters, I just want us to give. I wish we could give a round of applause. Finally, Samaila did the right thing with his life. Which is... Did you put Dominic Calvert-Lewin in your oh, yes, I did. team? I yes, did. he I did. did. Finally. I'm still Finally. missing out on the DCL party. I did. Wow. I think he's too late, though. Lucy. It's not... Please, I'm getting in next week. You're, you're, starting, you must. you're starting the podcast the very wrong... Like, you must. You have a lot to do to, to redeem yourself. First of all, you support Chelsea. Now... No dear. Ah, and I'm sure if we know. ask who are your who are your strikers in your appeal team? Uh, uh, I prefer not to say. Uh, I'm not <laughs> surprised. No, but there are guys that are actually, you know. Well, Kane, Mitrovic. No, no. Okay, Kane, Ings, and. Bamford. I think that's, that's not bad. That's, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Sense, that's okay. So why were you afraid to mention them? I don't you know, see, they say the wicked run when nobody's pushing. <laughs> no, are you wicked? I was just oh, Good things come to those who wait. I was bringing good news. Bamford, 
things and <laughs> you understand oh god <laughs> anyway in this derby we can as well call it the valby because there were two controversial in fact at least yeah three, three actually three controversial var decisions right yeah. um it ended two two quite all right okay uh first and foremost one of i mean what should have been a goal for liverpool in the 60 minutes or so turned into something completely different because the world's most Frank Spencer-ish goalkeeper in the world, mm-hmm. Jordan Pickford, charged out of his goal and attacked. Liverpool Literally attacked. attacked. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's the word to use, yeah. Because I'm sure SARS officials will see him and be very... SARS officers, rather, will see him and be very, very, very proud. Yeah, right? they were. Samara, Sir? what do you think about that first incident? I think it was a red card. Uh, regardless of... Uh, regardless whether it was an offside or it wasn't an offside, um, I think Pickford should have been sent off but i well i would say i understand the referee's sentiments so you say okay it was an offside so anything afterwards right doesn't count but then yeah. i think the rule book says if there is um, even if in, in situations like that if there is an intent uh, a malicious intent yeah. right the player can be sent off now we've seen pickford not looking at the ball so he charged him carelessly, so I think he should be sent off. Well, but there's an argument to be made, right, Lucy, that we can't necessarily ascertain what malicious intent means, because intent, that makes you, that becomes, that makes you, that the end product was reckless, doesn't necessarily mean that he set out to be reckless. Can the I try that with you? Yeah? Can I try that with you? As in? The Pickford thing. That's the thing. You're trying it makes it malicious. Why? No, it's not. We're that's the thing. It. The initiation was to get the ball, right? Um, according to the referee, there was no in he didn't see it as violent conduct. Ha! Yeah, that's that's what happened. Apparently, if it had happened because the whole thing of phases of play, if it had happened in the yes. phase of play before the offside, yes. But even with that, um, outside that phase of play, the referee says that look, we viewed it and figured no, this can't pass. That's the argument. I'm not, of course. I genuinely think it should have been a red card based on what you saw, Lucy. What do you think? Do you think it should have been a red card? Yeah, I feel like it, it could go. It could have gone anyway. Yeah. And then Merseyside Derby is supposed to be, you know, fire, fire, fire. I really? Mean, sorry to <laughs> Virgil Van Dijk and his biggest fan. No, I'm so sad that he will be out for six months. I mean, oh, six I months hope now. He's doing okay, okay, and I really hope he's taking care of himself. <laughs> um. So. Are we talking about? Lucy, <laughs> what's, what's going on? Are we talking about the same thing? Caring fan, you understand. <laughs> You're well, almost winning here. I feel like okay. it could have gone anyway. Okay. Um, it looked bad, yes, and I mean we've seen the it is bad. end. I think results. it was bad actually. But yeah, I, I think Pickford didn't mean to take the guy out. Okay, so let's have a conversation now. You brought up your man crush Monday, Roger Van Dyke. Did I see that? Well, we're not blind. No, I'm just a concerned fan. Go yeah, yeah. On. Okay, this guy who you're concerned for, mm-hmm. right? We know how important he's been to Liverpool. Like I always tell people, I don't think there's been one player you could point to and say, "Look, this is the guy who has been player of the season per se for Liverpool." Even though football fans and writers seem to have thought differently and gave it to Henderson last season. That's Bizarrely. Awesome doesn't make sense i mean we've seen i believe allison is important i believe um uh, van dyke was important both money and, and salah were important last season right and you're forgetting the um 
Fabinho? Attacking defender in Firmino. Okay, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the false nine attacking. So I have before we attacking, get to before before Lucy defenders. answers the question, right? I genuinely think that he gets a bad rap, an unfair reputation. Who? I genuinely think he does a job for the club that doesn't involve scoring goals. Who's and that? I'm not being sarcastic, Firmino. Yeah, but if we are being genuine, where will banter come from now? Oh God. You understand? Well, aside banter, what job does he do? <laughs> because of him uh, dropping off, right? those two guys can run forward into the box and create the chances they create, have the opportunities to shoot and create high quality shots they do. I mean, Could it's say like saying point. without, you do realize that without Giroud, I don't think France would have won the World Cup the way they did. He didn't score any goals, but he was incredibly important for hold up play, being a nuisance and drawing away defenders from yes, the back line. I agree. Yes. Do you understand? Yes, That's a thing. Benzema, we've seen Benzema do the same thing for Madrid too. There have been times when he's not scoring goals and everybody's upset with him. But if you look and watch the game, you recognize what he's doing. Creating chances, being a nuisance and a handful for other people to shine. I feel the same way about Firmino. But that's, I guess that's an opinion. I really feel like Firmino should be dropped for Jota to play. That's my no. Well, yes. hi. What do you think, Lucy? Yes. No. He shouldn't. Mm-mm. Right? Okay, let's go back to your mm-hmm. crush, VVD, right? What do you think happens to Liverpool if VVD is out for this long, for six months? Let's be honest. I don't think they'll suffer too much. Oh, really? You feel like uh, Matip and I Joe think Gomez? They will just, like, they will miss his leadership at the back, I think. And obviously, he's good. I mean, he's good. Yeah. So they will miss what? that. <laughs> what was going on here again? Yeah, they'll miss that. But I don't think they'll suffer too much. Okay. Um, in fact, it's even Adrian that I'm worried, worried about. For them. Yeah, I was yes. getting to that. Not even. But isn't that too much of a miss at the back? Both oh. Allison out, Van Dijk yes, out. Actually, so it's like, where's the leadership going to come back? Come, come from rather for the back line. I think when you now put that together, I am Allison being out and then Van Dijk. Maybe yeah. that's when you see that the effect might actually be more than what we can. Imagine, imagine more than what we're seeing right now but i still liverpool they are liverpool we've seen that in as much as yes vvd has been a very important player for them yeah they also have so many other people who show up okay and who would do their own stuff in their various positions okay. so maybe they might concede um, more than usual okay but you still have salah scoring you still have money scoring you still have someone doing something up top and yeah. to help them balance whatever results they get i think Okay, cool, cool, cool. Speaking about someone doing a lot of stuff up top, Thiago's pass yesterday was filthy. Mm-hmm. That, that was like that was mm-hmm. incredible. That was dirty. Like that was, like ugh. That guy's a very guy. Unfortunately though, because uh, Samila buzzed me, I was like, did I see that pass? And I was like, oh yeah, I had to check up because I wasn't able to see the game live. But I eventually saw the game eventually, and I saw that pass. And I was like, wow, because where I was expecting him to pass the ball, he ignored, and you know. Did that, as they say, where he did this guy's type movement. You're going to hear that a lot on this podcast, guys. Well, get used to it. And then, unfortunately, after Mane got the ball and, you know, squared it to Captain Jordan Henderson, mm. who was happy that he had won the derby for his team in the dying minutes, it turned out to be offside. Now, let's come to this. What? How was that an offside? Well, probably Mane's hairline was out there somewhere, but... Hey. I... I, 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 I take offense well, for I'm all the bald guys. Over. No, no, this is not. This is being witty. It's no, not it's really. Not, not all Albers are witty. You're being aggressively witty. What? That's he's, violent. But that's his hairline. You. He, eh? So why was it an offside? That's I don't know. That's and uh, that's what I'm telling you. I'm amused it's, to hear that um, Liverpool actually wrote 
to the FA or inquired from the FA to get an official response as to why what makes that an upside. They wanted to know why that was an upside. So I think the FA guys are just being so polite. They wouldn't put that in writing <laughs> that ah okay, dear Liverpool <laughs> was an upside because Manu's hairline was bad, but that's fine. But yes, I think it was a little bit harsh on them. Okay. The game generally from um, the Van Dyke tackle to mm-hmm. that offside. Even the Van Dyke offside, because you know the rule says that yes. you know the the new point of handball is on the arm rather than the armpit. Yeah. <laughs> so last season this would have been onside. And we know that last season Liverpool benefited a lot from very weird yes, VAR calls decisions. and yeah. VAR decisions. Um but I feel like um, come on, that that looked like a clean, proper goal to but me. Overall, I'm excited. Like why are you excited? because ah, it's Liverpool. <laughs> Okay. See question. Anyway, the XG so, for this yeah. game. Yeah? Oh, you want to say something? Yeah, I mean, sorry, I mean, sorry, Liverpool fans. You guys deserve to win the game, but if you had won, where's the fun? Screw Liverpool still. Is that the point? Have we become this kind of podcast? <laughs> what that I mean, Sam, have we become that? And what I think the day Lucy shows up is the day we now throw all justice outside the window for the sake of banter. No, but there's justice. Wait, how? Where's the justice? We, I just said they deserve to win. Yeah, but that's not justice. That doesn't mean they got justice. It means you recognize that justice was withheld. His true colors are coming out. <laughs> People can see Bayern here, but Anyway, he's a Bayern Munich slash Arsenal fan. I'm so wearing a very friendly color today, actually. A pretty dress. Yeah. So no a pretty dress. It's a pretty dress. It's a nice <laughs> kaftan. Okay. The XG for this game was amusing. Like I think to make it to draw how uh, to emphasize just how much Liverpool should have won. Everton created in terms of XG 1.4, right? And then Liverpool had 2.7, which would have been fair if they had finished 3-2 based on what we saw, right? But let's move on to the other game that was really, 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 really interesting to watch. Some people will say, of course, they, they find it boring, but I enjoyed the tactical battle. It was Master, Jedi Master versus Jedi Apprentice, Pep Guardiola versus Mikel Ateta, uh, two Spaniards going up against each other, City versus Arsenal. Yep. Now, Pep did that. Another way did this guy's thing with Cancelo. Like the formation, if you had watched the game from beginning till the end, it was really hard to pin down what formation specifically. At some points, it looked like a 4-3-3. At some points, it looked like a 4-4-2. At some points, it looked like a 3-1. Maybe 3-3-1-3 or something of the sort, right? Eventually, though, Cancelo just found himself tucked in in that zone where Aubameyang normally plays, right? Which was really, really good to see. Then again, if you think about it, City won by just one goal. Arsenal now continues an abysmal record of not being able to win against the top six. That's away from home now to the top six. They've not won in 29 games. That's a lot of games, right? To the yep. big six. Now, the record is they've lost 19. They've drawn 10. They've scored only 30 goals, conceded 65 goals in that amount of time. That means they've not scored as many. Anyway, let's not. Yeah. Now, Samira. Yes, sir. Having talked about Cancelo being in the Aubameyang zone, Aubameyang hasn't scored in four games. What gives? Well, so, um, I think uh, the role in which um, uh, Ateta has um, put him out to play, mm-hmm. um, it's quite different. Uh, what we're seeing this Different from what? Okay, so, he plays on the left, right? Yeah. Um, for most of last season, well, maybe towards the tail end, mm. he's used to playing in the 4-3-3, right? So yeah. we've seen Ateta move to a 3-4-3. Now, um, 
that's on its own that's very very little room for creativity or room for uh what's what's the word to use with yes now we could see saka getting to those um spaces more um, those scoring spaces more than oba and basically i just feel like oba with time right just needs uh, he just needs few touches to make a great impact in a game so one touch a goal two good touches and he scores but he had touches yesterday very very few yeah, that's very, three. You said one very, touch, he scores two touches. No, no, assists. but you know, sometimes... Very few means three, at no, least. I mean, you know, sometimes uh, sometimes things don't actually come up for... Things don't turn out the yeah, way the way as planned. Yes, as planned. Mm. Like yesterday, Tyson said, everybody has a plan to get exactly. punched in the mouth. So yesterday, I I think yesterday, I would put my finger on Ateta. Yeah. Um, William started as a false nine. I don't understand why. Pep does that sometimes. Sterling starts as false nine. Fabregas has played as false nine in the past. Know, Those kinds he, of things. But he's not Pep. He's, <laughs> he's not Pep. And the way Pep came out to play, Pep practically came and more like he blocked all the holes of oxygen. So there was no fire able to come in. They had maybe a couple of chances coming from Saka. But I think that's just it. I I don't know. I just feel like Oba has gotten to his peak and he's slowly declining hmm okay now now that you say this right i wanted to have a conversation for a while now everybody is not a secret that i love ateta but i won't lie there's some decisions that have been made that i don't understand for instance yeah. renewing obama young's contract the way it was giving him the contract that he's been given at this age he's 31 there about yes so you've tied down a 31 year old with that amount of wages and the assumption that he's going to perform at optimal level, which he hasn't done in four games now, right? Also gave a big contract to William of all people in the world. Like it just feels like what? Please don't spoil William's PR. William is good. Go on. William is good, but his first game, three assists or something of the sort. Since then bad guy that he is. Since then he's been like the Nigerian president. Absent. We haven't he's become an introvert. Go on. That's nice. But to be honest with you, it's like, okay, why did you tie down that amount of money? So people would say, of course, what should have been done? And it's easy to say that from this point. But I feel like if you had sold him, because he had a year left on his contract, right? He did. Imagine selling him and actually going for a younger striker, which I know is the kind of thing that Ateta probably likes. Or I assume he he kind of likes. Pepe, with some coaching. He, there's a player in there. I mean, I know there's a player in there. But at the same time, it just feels like, you know, we had talked about this earlier on the podcast, how Arsenal creates fewer chances with each passing game. Yes. At some point, it's going to count. Very, I feel like very, very at some point, it's going to count and then um, something has to be done about it. I mean, look look at the game. Yesterday, we saw that Arsenal had 11 shots. Out of those 11, only three of them were on target. I think two of them was from Bukayo Saka. That which is who is supposed to be the supposed left back, right? Yes. Or lesser left, left wing back, left wing back, right? Uh, of course, that doesn't mean City was doing any better. We'll get to him. We'll get to Pep and talk about the City team. They had thirteen shots, just five of them were on target. Also, but the funny thing was that they had less of the ball in terms of possession. They had less of the touches. They were busy doing a lot of tackling and all of that, right? So, I don't know. I get that Ateta is a good coach, but is he not putting himself in a corner if he's forcing himself to work with... Well, not forcing. He has forced himself to work with a specific kind of player. Party came on eventually, yes, right? And I know he's probably going to have to adjust to the English game. But it was kind of weird that City seemed to have some form of ascendancy in that period while he was on the pitch. City started 
I think they had like three or four attempts on goal, which yeah. was <laughs> quite bizarre. Um, back to City now. City have not considered in four games from five against Arsenal. That's a pretty good record against Arsenal, right? But still, if you look at the amount of chances they're creating, the amount of shots they're having, they're having more of those pot shots. They're just trying to shoot. There was a time when City used to create a lot of shots from within the penalty box. The XG for this game, City had just 1.42. Yes, so... Compared to like 0.9 or so for, yes. for Arsenal. So I, I think one of the things, again, Pep is trying to work on is uh, we've seen quite a number of um, City players not being up to speed um, no lack of precision. Lack of precision. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. Not having enough rest time and everything. Yeah. But most importantly, I think if there's one thing we could see is Pep is concerned about his defense. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would too. Yes, Pep. So because of that, his players don't um, they don't charge him to kill you as they used to before. Yeah. So he's being really, really conservative. He's trying to control the game not end the game. So controls, controls, controls. We saw that Leeds, he tried to control the game, but ah, I can see what you are trying to do. So I mean, cut you one one. So yes, I was born in this. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, so that's what I think that's what um, Pep is trying to do. But slowly, if there's one thing we, or there's one thing we've been able to see um, yesterday is that he has found a new left back yeah. in Nathan Ake. Yeah. So I'm so sorry, Benjamin Mendy. If you're listening to this, go it's find Sitbelt. Quite ambitious to assume. Anyway, yeah, Benjamin Mendy. <laughs> if you are listening <laughs> to this, go according to Sam. Go find yeah. Sitbelt. Yeah, okay. Uh, now, having said that, right? But he is, oh. Yeah. No, he is. He's actually. listening to this podcast. He is. Yeah, you never can tell. He is. You'd be surprised. He is apparent and popular guy. Anyway, Nigerian, I mean, these SARS protests have given me hope. So, yeah, 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 let's go with that. Let's let's agree with that. Now, Lucy, there's something I want to talk to you about. Having had a conversation about Benjamin Mendy, you know, French players, right? I would like us to just quickly segue into something specifically. I want to ask you, because you're the fo- fo- uh, women's football expert in our midst. You're really good at it. Guys, you guys should check out her writing, by the way. She does some really amazing writing. Haters everywhere. <laughs> Wow, is that yon as far for is women's it football? Is it for women's football or for, it's for her writing? Women's football, right? You sexist. I, don't know. I, I didn't say anything. Let the fifth. <laughs> anyway, Lucy, why does Leon, for some weird reason, seem to be the what now? The way Bayern Munich is to Germany or or, or Juventus is to Italy. Chelsea is to England. Yeah, go on. What? I don't. <laughs> are we talking about the same thing? Chelsea is to England as how? As go on now, just as go, as on, as just as go, on. just you, go. You want us to drag Chelsea as now? As it's not yet time on. to drag Chelsea just now. How about? Relax, relax. But seriously, they are not just dominating at home in the league. They're dominating on the continent too. Please, what gives? Now, I've actually thought of this, and I think it's a lot of factors. Okay. Um, Break it down for us. I think I wrote something about this one time. Mm-hmm. First of all, she the... plug. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Right on, please. <laughs> I think first of all they are quite organized they have an owner that is so interested in the women's game in fact i knew about the owner through leon women not even the men ah. he's so interested Olas. yes yeah. in the women's game and so i am sure he ensures that he does all he can to make sure that they succeed okay and they also have a very complete squad 
I, I, I thought about it and I think they have yeah, a very balanced where they have like great players in every position. Okay. You look at defense, you look at midfield, you look at up top. Yeah. And um, they've found a way to, you know, you can have like so many good players and not be able to make them a or, unit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, found a way to somehow ensure that they don't always play so great though. Okay. I know when we played them in the Champions We've been who? Chelsea, uh, Chelsea, no. Okay. Chelsea, no. Chelsea, Chelsea ladies? Yes. Okay. When we played them, uh, when Chelsea played them in the Champions League uh, two seasons ago. Yeah. You dominated, but well, still took the L. Uh, wait first now. Let me, sorry, let me no, land. sorry, I'm sorry. Yes, land. He actually gave them a run for their money. Okay. And then we weren't even so complete as we are. Road runners. Did you collect the L? Wait now, <laughs> okay. it's not important right now. It's we important. Sure I gave them a run for their money. Okay. But they found a way to just share, you know, you understand. Win. Now, <laughs> say it. <laughs> The As they say, they always... Sorosuke, I mean Sorosuke, Yoruba people, how do you say, how do you say that thing? Uh-uh. 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 Wait. Wait. Yeah, I don't know. Back to the podcast, it. let's uh-uh. focus, let's not lose focus, concentrate. <laughs> okay. Guys, focus. concentrate, focus. But yeah. yeah, so I feel like, first of all, great owner who is doing all he can, providing the resources for okay. them. They great have, team. They've gone after like decent players, players that can actually get the job done. And then they are quite organized. Okay. They may not play the best type of football all the time, but they know how to get the results when it matters. When it matters, right? Yes. Okay. Now, so, yeah. um, we will have to take a break now for part one. When we come back from part one, we will start again with Lucy talking about another team that she loves or respects a lot that is not doing so well and doing the right thing from ownership down to team level to coaching, right? Um, stick around, guys. We'll be right back in part two. Welcome back to the NSAS podcast, right? Um, we're back at part two. And um, to kick off as quickly as possible, Lucy, your team, Chelsea, played the Saints yesterday. Interesting, actually. Aguero's versus the Saints, aka Southampton, right? Hmm. It was an interesting game. I just want to say, the one after keeping faith and being loyal to Timo Werner all through the season. The one weekend that I take him out, he scores three goals, one was disallowed. Don't bring him back. Why? Because we need him to continue. We don't know whether you are holding something in your FPL team. I beg, don't let him near your team. Point taken. <laughs> now, Chelsea versus Arsenal. I mean versus Saints. The game finished 3-3 again. So that's like two games in a row where Chelsea, for some weird reason, has drawn by three goals, right? Now, they had fewer shots on target than Southampton to start with. How? Why? These are my questions, Lucy. Hmm. Honestly, these are my questions as well. When I go to bed at night, I ask God why and how. Why would Chelsea keep on making me feel like this and for how long? I like the way you pronounce Chelsea, by the way. Chelsea. Yes, Chelsea. I don't tire now. <laughs> now <why? laughs> 
Look, I me, I don't know. I I liked that at least we are getting some results from our attacking attempts. I mean, yeah, when uh, and but I'm not too worried about our attack now. Okay, exactly. I'm looking at the uncles at the back because they seem to be giving us headache. Give me names. Call names for me. Ah, I don't know. You, you I'll call name and my chance to leave this country will have gone. Let's just say the uncles at the back <laughs> are not. I don't understand. You are trying to leave this country when we're happy and we're rebuilding it finally. No, 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 no. You are, you are, you are misunderstanding. I'm okay, you Sorry. understand. When Nigeria will get better, I will be here to see Nigeria get better. Amen. That's for sure. Amen. I, I mean, I hope I'm not tying myself down to something. But that aside, <laughs> the guys at the back, I don't know. I think they are the ones now that. I give you no problem. Not so long. But but listen, yeah. Personally, mm-hmm. I don't think the problem is just the backline. I think the problem is Lampard. Ah, I've said that. No, I'm not so. No, I'm I, not so. No, no. I, you know, I said. Big this, Frank. I said. Frankie Super Jr. Frankie. Yeah. Super Frank. Super Frankie Jr. Yeah, that guy is a problem. I remember saying when we started. Is he a problem? I said that if they're going to hold Lampard. Like beyond December, I think yes, it's Christmas if, or so. Yes, if they are going to hold him the way they held other Chelsea managers, right? Without the look of oh, this is a legend, they should fire that guy by December. Why? The reason is Lampard still doesn't know how to set up a defense. He has considered sixty-three. Yeah, sixty goals, goals in, in forty-three games. Forty-three games. Yeah, sixty-three and forty-three. What is and then in his entire managerial whatever, yes. one hundred and seventeen goals in eighty-nine matches. Yes. Now you're seeing that you gifting them. No, the problem is now you you say your defenders, right? But the thing is, when your defenders are under a lot of pressure, they will tend to make a lot of mistakes. You are playing Southampton. Southampton had presses high. Yes, they, they had they had more shots. Yeah. On target. They had more shots on target. Like they were in the eighteen yard box, a lot. They had six shots on target. Chelsea had five shots on target. Yes. Um, they created more shots. Too. Yes. There were 13 shots to 11. Now, mind you. To Chelsea's 11. Mind you, they play with two men in the midfield, Romero and Ward Prowse. Chelsea had three guys. They had Kante, Kante. Jorginho, and Havertz. And these two guys, Romero was just throwing the passes. Yeah. For some weird reason, they kept on bypassing. That's the part I didn't yes. get. Yes. Kept on bypassing midfield like it so was. Like I said, exist. Remember what we said. There's always there's a huge there's a gap eh, between <laughs> defense and midfield. Defense and the midfield, the whole Moses gap, where as an attacker you just run through and cause problems. And cause problems. So it may not even be the defense. I think them. one of the things. No. So here's the thing about defending. One of the things people forget is defending is not necessarily back four. Yes. You yes. defend as a team. Yes. For example, City has had issues because pressing from the front. Is broken down, which means there's more pressure on the midfield, which means there's more pressure on the defense yes. itself. Same thing goes to Chelsea. Chelsea setup under Lampard is incredibly weird. I noticed that uh, yesterday, for example, Southampton is notorious for playing a high line, right? Um, the there's a, the, I think the one that was judged offside, the Werner goal that was judged offside. You could see that they could benefit if you can hit them on the counter. Yes, fantastic. Or balls over the top, that's great. But they're not always going to be football teams in the Premier League that are going to sit that high. There will be teams that will sit deep, right? Um, yes, I know that to be frank, let's let's be fair to Lampard. He's not been able to bed everybody in together. 
already he got a good goalkeeper, somebody who was competent enough, and then Kepa goes to his juju guy and gets rid of him. Because, I mean, Kepa has already made Why? three who? mistakes this season leading who? to goals, who? which I don't even get. Like, who is Kepa always shouting at when he makes a mistake? As a keeper, how can you not shout at your defenders? How do you respect you? I, I don't understand. Do you remember that this is the same guy? not respect him, You've forgotten this is the same guy who told Sari, I'm not getting off the pitch. Do your worst. <sighs> yeah. I know it's ridiculous. I know that this seems like we're bashing Frank a lot. I feel like I would give, I, I'm not a Frank fan, but I would give him time. Let everybody be fit. Let us see them play together as a unit. Let him have some time training the only, them. The only manager I want to give time is only going to show, show. But that's fine. Better focus on your front. Only if you want to do well in life, focus. <laughs> Better focus. I'm focused. Focus. Better. Focus. Yes. I, I feel like give him time. Let everybody be fit. Let him bed in whoever he needs to bed in. Then we can judge him. Lampard or Ole, who would he take? As what? Manager. <laughs> as a pet, you say as what? None of them. None of them. Yeah. Who would they just just leave? I still feel like I've be said this before. Them. Why I don't rate Lampard is if you allow somebody like Ole beat you ninety something percent of the time, you should really look at yourself in the mirror. That's why you prefer Ole. I don't, that's the thing. Okay, so rate, rate them, him. rate them. Over ten. Lampard. Over ten? Maybe two and two point five. Who is two point five? You know now. Okay. Ole. Good. Over so, ten. goalkeepers, Pickford, Kepa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a fantastic conversation we're having. As much as we come down Kepa a lot, mm-hmm. yeah. Who will I pick? Yeah. Uh, Peter Rafael. That's <laughs> <laughs> maybe even Zuma can at this point. Yeah. Although Zuma, Zuma, yeah, Zuma seems to make a lot of weird mistakes too, uh, and then get away with it. Everybody seems to make mistakes. You've not noticed in the Chelsea team. I'm just looking and waiting to see what. Okay, let me know. Why well, you want to see? Be honest now. Come on. People, the new Nigeria is about honesty. Yeah. Why I don't bash this Chelsea that? for us if you need to? So it's okay. Why? Mm. I, why are we Weird. going to mistakes plenty? Why us? I think it's the identity of why us? their leader, the manager. You know, I I told some. I was having a conversation with Peter um, yesterday. I said, "You see, teams. Or, or, let me not use the word. Okay, small teams, right?" Arsenal, cool, yeah, go on. No, not Arsenal, Let's say um, teams who are from like 11th downward or teams outside the top six, okay. right? If one of them plays you and has as much chances as Southampton does, the other comes, they'll come and play you really, really well. You guys consider three against West, West Brom? Brom. Who must go down? Because who must go down? This is the week five. And do you think in our West Brom must go down agenda? You think if Southampton comes, they'll be looking at they'll us. be looking at you. You are clearly on their level. No, uh, no, I, yeah, no, no, I don't think so. I disagree. No, 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 no. no. If ah, <laughs> well, no, see, Parkway, last we, we go see him now. We go see him. Come on, no, you guys are sitting. No, no, I don't. My boy. When you say you guys, what do you mean by you guys? Una now. No. Una now. I have defended Lampard. See, I said give him more time. Look. Mm-hmm. Look what? Chadwick. Lampard and... You know that thing you were saying about Lampard going by December? Uh-huh. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, because he's a legend now. So no. Frank is too soon. Yeah. Sentiments okay. might enter. Uh, but I genuinely Take out feel sentiments. like... 
Lampard would just have luck on his side from time to time. Who is Chelsea playing next? Unfortunately, it's the idiot. Who? I'm Ole. sorry for using the word idiot, but ah. Ole. Mm. Do you want That's, to they're it? playing Sevilla first and Ole. Do you want to make a bet he's not going to win Ole? How? Make a bet. With Harry Maguire. Yeah, I'll do midnight prayer. He will win by force. He's not going to win. I don't know. Let's see. Okay. You're sure about that? Um, guys, you heard it here first. He's not Samayla going to win. has made a bold prediction. He's not going to win. Lampard is going to not win against... Either Ole wins Ole. or draws. Or it will be a draw, But let says. me not lie. Mm-hmm. Let me not lie. I'm not saying we'll not win, no. But we have to... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we have to be ready. It's not I like I'm saying United. That's a real football team. Football. I don't but, think United are anything, to be frank. But we definitely have to. Mind you, my guy, his eyes are red now. So, who, who, is who, who is your guy? Bruno now. Let me give him a chance. His eyes should. Shout out to Bruno. I know I'm listening to. Here's this a fun fact for you guys. Fun. Here's a fun fact, right? Before we go to the next um, item, since Kepa came to England, the 2018-2019 season. Right. Pickford has made 16 errors, sorry, 9 errors leading to goal. Kepa has made only 3. And the 3 is this season, right? The 3 have been this season, of course, yeah. That's, so that's why you're team Kepa? Uh, yes, no, I'm also team Kepa because is, he deserves, you, look, he deserves game bonuses. So He's a hard-working young man. Pickford, Pickford is errors. Not hard-working enough for me. Go Pickford on. is errors, right? Mm. Kepa but is, he makes a lot of saves. Kepa yeah, he makes all those saves. Kepa is, is, is a ghost. <laughs> Kepa is Casper. He doesn't even attempt so that you know, he make the error. He's Casper. You can't see him. Just fire the ball inside. Speaking about ghosts, right, guys? Um, did you guys follow the project big picture? What was going on? Mm, yeah, so we did. John Henry um, from Liverpool, one of the Liverpool owners, as well as the... That's, the Fenway Sports Group guy and Ed Woodward or Joel Glazer's Joel Glazer's errand boy came up with this what they thought was a bright idea. Basically, Project Big Picture says the following: that look, if everybody in the Premier League would agree to take voting power away from, you know, every club currently has one vote now. They wanted to do this thing where the top six will have bigger, weightier votes, along with West Ham, Southampton and um, Everton. So that would be, there'll be a top nine, as it were, right? Historically. Then they cut the Premier League to 18 clubs, right? So that means there'll be 18 clubs in the top flight, and then there'll be 24, 24 each in the remaining, like the, down the pyramid. And then what happens is they wanted a situation where the 16th place team every season in the Premier League will enter the playoffs with the championship teams. That's and fight for you know like a chance like they do in germany and some other places it didn't stop there they talked about the fact that they want no more league cup games there's no more carabao cup no more community shield games they also talked about the fact that they want no more parachute payments you know that thing where if a club is released from premier league for the next two or three years they keep on getting premier league payments you know which is meant to be like okay whatever debts you have blah 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 it has often helped some teams come right back up yeah some have <laughs> disappeared sunderland has disappeared over the Shout years. Shout out to Yeah. Um, they also wanted to talk about a standalone body to run women's football, right? And that's after the whole 250 million bailout yeah. to the rest of the English football pyramid. Of course, naturally, this was shut down by everybody else because it was clear that there were some clandestine moves, there were some ulterior motives that Liverpool and Arsenal, I mean, Liverpool and 
um, United had. In fact, I hear that at the meeting, they were asked to apologize. And Edward and what's his name? John Henry said, we have nothing to apologize for. That they claimed, they, all they, had, they said was that they were just basically discussing an idea of how to reform football. They don't think they've done anything wrong. Now, I won't lie, looking at that proposal, there's some good things in it, but a lot of weirdly bad things. For example, that voting idea, I don't think, I don't, it just, it, it looks like it's a crazy idea. And of course, the whole idea of them scrapping those games, Carabao Cup games, it just feels like another power grab. They feel like, why should we be playing Leighton Orient when we can be playing the likes of Sevilla and, and the big boys like um, Barcelona and Bayern Munich and Dortmund, right? But the other things, you think those other things should be things that should be adopted, like the whole 18 teams? Why? Why not losing? I don't think so. Why? Um, I don't know what they are, what's their motivation, but I think I like the... Um, they're trying the to script. The truth is they're trying to script four more. Two, if, if it's 18, that means four game weeks are removed from the Premier League schedule. So the whole, there's more time. They can probably even consider breaks. Winter breaks. Winter breaks. Well, we've been doing so well so far now. So they shouldn't feel like they need to save the EPL from anything. I feel like I like okay. everybody. Like, <laughs> who will be to you by the time you cut off all these other people? Who will eat them? Oh, you okay. understand? Chelsea, young, I feel you. Start padding. Exactly. Mm-mm. But really, I think it's um, also giving opportunities for so many teams. Don't limit it and just say just yeah. 18 people should. Yeah. Yeah. So, as, as, as a fan of, you know, I've said this to you before, as a fan of one of the least competitive leagues in the world, the Bundesliga, right? Uh-huh. Do you think England should adopt this method too? This whole, for example, one, more power with the top six clubs than the 16th team <laughs> going to play in the EFL champion, the I championship? Think, I don't think they should adopt it. Oh, wow. You, you know why? Why? So they will be really busy and they will have a lot of congested fixtures. So when they come and to players would lash them. As usual. Yes. You're just admitting that the only reason why you lash them is because we are too occupied. Mm. Not because you are so good. No. Let's go. Ooh, Ooh. we're better than you. I mean, if. if, Yeah, because you have time to. When you say we, you mean you're better than what? The whole Premier League? No, I mean, when was the last time Bayern Munich lost to a Premier League team? So that means from Liverpool. Liverpool, yeah? Well, that was two years ago to answer your question. Yes. No, aside. Wait, wait, sorry. How many did we beat Chelsea? Remind me again. That was not the Chelsea I recognize, so you know, we're still, you know, we're battling with our... Well, hey, that's by the way. I actually feel like the EPL shouldn't um, adopt it. Adopt it, okay. Um, so that more teams actually, as Lucy said, um, have opportunities to play. We tend to see more players okay. and, yes. Okay. Now, Lucy, this is your area of expertise, yeah? I'm always happy to hear your thoughts on this. The standalone body to run women's football. Good or bad idea? It's not a terrible idea entirely. Okay. Although I liked how everything was just on that one. Okay. Like the FA organizing everything and then doing that. But I think when you now have a standalone, there's more time to pay closer attention to the women's game. Okay. So it's not like it's an addition. Okay. You can um, design things that will fit the women's game as it's coming up you mm-hmm. can set things up you can understand the game enough and yeah. then know how you want to approach it okay because um obviously we are 
No, we've grown actually. I don't like when people say we're still growing. We've grown. Okay. But obviously, there are things that are um, pertinent to the women's game that should have separate attention. Yes, exactly. Okay. So I feel like it can be looked. It's not like it's a completely different um, entity. Okay. It's just that giving it more priority. Exactly. Okay. Can focus and understanding what it's like and designing things to just fit. Okay. One of the things I found funny, to be honest with you, is the fact that Liverpool, the one team who has not been good to its female football club, a football team rather, had the guts to present this. Because think about it. Their team got, I believe their team got relegated last yeah. season. Yeah. In the same season that they had gotten, they were getting their first title in three yes. decades. Yes. Very weird. Right now, I believe City, Arsenal, Chelsea are doing incredibly well. Yeah. And then Everton, I think Everton and Manchester United are trying to catch yes. up and make it like yes. a top five, yes. if you if you will, of, yes. of, of women's football. Yes. So, um, I, 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 I won't lie. I also like the idea. I think it's time people give more attention to the women's game in England. I mean, we just we talked about Leon earlier on, and we saw how it is giving them priority. That I feel allocate resources, the training grounds, attendances, marketing, and all of that that will push the game forward. Now, having said that, what's going on with Chelsea? You had some complaints about Emma Hayes. The... Ah, oh, you love born me at the state, Paul, uh, Peter. <laughs> Who is <laughs> Paul Peter? <laughs> I will. I will. No, see, the thing is that I just feel like we Which started... one of them was saying, I shouldn't be here, I shouldn't be here? Was it Paul or Peter? Huh? Those clownish twins. The P-square twins. One of them was saying crap earlier. Oh, I don't know the difference, sorry. I mean, is there really any difference? <laughs> no, I'm not a fan of P-squares. Okay, yeah. Right on, please. Permit. Well, I feel sorry. like we've had reinforcements, right? Yeah. But I'm still not very confident or happy with our play so okay. far. I've been able to watch a couple of our games and... I can't understand the system we're playing. I don't know what style we are playing. Okay. And so is that is it I that feel like confusion in Chelsea across both sides? This no, 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 no. Okay, okay. You see, I, I feel like I mean Emma would eventually I, I trust her to eventually figure rhythm. out how to set up the team. But I was just looking and I'm like, when we signed Benil Harder and you know we got Melanie Leopold and a couple of other Sam Kerr. Yeah. I felt like, and most fans felt this too, it's no longer just dominating in England. Now we can finally... Dominate on the continent. Exactly. Ah. Go to the Champions League and tell Leon, yes, we are here. To oh. take an L again? No. Nah. We never mentioned anything about an L. Wait first. Okay. Wait. <laughs> but I feel like I've watched our games and if we meet Leon now, me, I don't know. Not even Leon. Yeah. If we just meet like strong enough teams, we might try to get the win. Like we did versus um, Birmingham. We got it even though we didn't play beautiful football. Yeah. But I still feel like we have to fine tune some things. And it's about time. I mean, maybe you give her time. You have sure. new players. Obviously, you have to have some time to fit everybody in and then figure out how to play with everyone but maybe I'm just a Chelsea person I was just really expecting us to start with fire them. yes and then just start terrorizing everybody it's not this the word she United used guys she said losing to Everton no she said, no. She said no she said start with fire one <laughs> sounds like something friendly fire to again another mm. friendly, friendly fire. super friendly fire terrorize. and then terrorize okay oh, oh friendly she, Chelsea fans all right um let's quickly run through some other results Madrid lost 1-0 to Cadiz <laughs> Barcelona lost 1-0 to Getafe. Yes. Right? 
Both of them were wearing pink jerseys. <laughs> Milan won the derby. That's their first derby win since 2016, guys. Zlatan doesn't just want to slow down. Yes, he doesn't. He scored twice in that game. Yep, ridiculous. He's, he's Zlatan. Mm-hmm. I wonder what what Conte is going to say. You know, when he if he, I don't say when if he doesn't win the league this season, what's his going his excuse going to be? Oh, by the way, Juventus won against Crotone by one goal to zero. The Perlo experiment ah, is getting, is trying. Let's just call it a trying thing. Um, Samayla talked about how scared he was for the second Portuguese team because Cristiano Ronaldo contracted the coronavirus. Mm. We're going to see Wolves play much later. I think they'll be going up against Leeds United. Can't wait. That's that's a game for Monday or so. Yeah. Um, 8 p.m. Right? Now, having said all of this, let's quickly run through the very, 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 very funny transfer market stats that we saw. Okay? No, they try. Okay, guys. So, now having had Uganda and the rest of the European continent, we'll end part two here, right? When we come back for part three, we'll have a quick conversation about transfers that occurred in the last summer window, right? Some very, very interesting trends we noticed. Um, please stick with us, guys. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to part three, guys, of the NSAS podcast. I'm still here with Sam and Lucy. Okay, we're going to quickly dive into some transfer market news. Um, but before we do that, someone was complaining to me that I need to pay attention to Atalanta, which I will. Yesterday, they finally lost by four goals to one. Finally. Yeah, they've been. You were waiting for them. I wasn't, but it's like you know, now everybody can take their eyes and stop pressurizing the poor lads. Yeah. Now, basically, we went to the transfermarket.com or transfermarket.com and looked at the top 25 transfers from the past window. Some very interesting things occurred. Of course, England, I sent Samayla um, a graphic the other day. England dominated most of transfers. About over 3.7 billion was spent on transfers this summer. England contributed to at least 1.7, thereabout, of that, of that figure alone, right? That's in terms of purchases. But, and of course, if you look at the list, the list has at the very top, Kai Havertz. He was bought, yeah, by, he was bought for like 80 million euros from Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, Arthur, in that very, very weird yao yao type deal, went to Juventus from Arsenal, from Barcelona. Ew. Not you guys, sorry, please. I take that back. <laughs> First of all, I close my eyes out. Um, but third in the list, uh, on the list, rather, very interesting was our very good friend Victor Simen, right? He is valued at 40 million euros, but he was bought by Napoli from Lille for 70 million euros. Okay, he was bought by by Lille for 70 million euros, which is very, 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 very interesting to think about. That the most expensive striker in Europe from this past transfer window was in Nigerian. And shout out to him too for that amazing thing he did when he scored yesterday. Yes. Yes. That's, those are the kind of people that, like they say, now, nah, person way, join us, do protest, we will support. Exactly. Now, now. Yes, sir. So we increase yeah. our prayer for Victor. Yes. Yeah. Victor will do well. Let him score more goals. Next on the list is Ruben Diaz. 
uh, he's the most expensive defender, funny enough, right? And then there's Pjanic, who was also in the Yahoo Yahoo deal with Arthur, right? Alvaro Morata, who joined Juventus from Atletico Madrid, Timo Werner, Ben Chilwell, Icardi, Party. After Party. Yeah. Then there was Nathan Ake, Nathan Ake rather, Leroy Sani, Diogo Jota, Akraf Hakimi, Hakim Ziyech, Fabio Silva. Now, this is a very, very weird deal. As usual, we always see that Wolves and Jorge Mendes are similarly up to some very weird, weird you yeah. know, deals. Now, if you scroll all the way to the bottom, it is basically Neil, Nelson Semendo at 22, Rodrigo at 23, Sergio Reguilón at 24, and propping everybody up, Ben Godfrey. Fantastic signing, right? Um, from Norwich to Everton. Now, one of the things I noticed was this entire list, out of 25 of these transfers, only five of them were defenders. Yeah? Yeah. And there were like only four or five Africans? Five Africans. Five Africans yeah. thereabouts, right? Which is which is just one of those things. For some weird reason, they seems to be more and more being spent on attacking players than Defenders. than defenders even though we have to factor in the fact that the likes of because of the pandemic the coronavirus the COVID-19 mm-hmm. pandemic the likes of Madrid didn't spend as much as possible Barcelona had to do that whole financial accounting that whole creative financial accounting thingy right um, but do we think this is one of those football has learned now that you don't always have to spend money to get quality you can build from within yes. do you think yeah you think so yeah you think it's not going to just return back to normal when no, the market stabilizes. Well, it's going to in some leagues, but for some, I think they are okay building up their own talent. Which ones do you think will build up more and more of their own talent outside France? Because France, France has this on lock. Well, so it's basically France uh, that will do that, and um, every other team in the Bundesliga apart from Bayern Munich. Yeah, Bayern. I mean, Bayern Munich. They take. They just. Ex- they like to exploit everyone else. We're not exploiting the Bayern. It's different. If you're buying all the talent in the German league, how is that different? If you're selling, we're buying. No, if you're being forced. You make it sound like it's but just But they're like, also recruiting young players too. That's, that's the that point. Thing. From other teams. At what cost? Teams spend a lot of time, effort, resources developing these players and then German, the German giants come in and then... Not, not, not entirely. I mean, there's the Chelsea guy. I can't remember his name. Musiala, I think. Oh, yeah, I yeah, hope yeah. I'm pronouncing it. There's yeah. another guy, I think, although, okay, maybe you can make the argument for someone that came from, I think, the Scottish League. Okay. I read about him a while ago, too. Young guy with, um, you know, um, prospects. Okay, great yes. prospects. Great prospects. Proper prospects or the prospects of Callum Hudson-Odoi? What do you mean? It's just a question. I don't, like, what I mean is, mm. we've heard so much about Callum Hudson-Odoi. Mm. <laughs> It's been two anything. years now. First of all, Mason Mount has done way more injury. than he has. Let me remember. But we don't seem to make this argument his, for Ben Mendy. You wait, guys were laughing at Benjamin Mendy wait, earlier. No. I'm trying to remember what his fans say. There was the injury. He's 19. Okay, that's true though. He's young. Uh, I have an honest opinion about Kellen Hudson-Odoi. Okay. I think we should have sent him on loan. Fantastic. I agree too. That's, I feel like he should have because... Because I don't think a lot of players can develop under Frank Lampard uh, no. that are not named Mason Mount. Okay. Mason Mount is going to be a pretty good player. But I think that's about it. It's going to be hard to see young guys improve under... I think... And plus, I feel like... It's not like I'm not saying he's not up to the task. But when he features for his under 20-something, 
it bullies everybody. And you can do that at that level now. Yes. So now to prop up his confidence and give him the audacity to be doing it, send him somewhere, not somewhere useless. Like Ampadu. Send him somewhere. Yeah, I'm not sure. Send him somewhere <laughs> that he will get game time and be able to do all the things he loves to do. But yeah, that's okay. just by the way. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Um, we've now gotten to our standout start of the week portion of the podcast. Guess what, Sam? So I was reading this report, right, mm-hmm. about football exports. It's as recent as May. And Nigeria exports more footballers than Holland or Portugal. Legally or illegally? Legally. Legally, because it was counted. It's yeah. the um, observatory in, I've got one they're called CIES. I've gotten the full, yeah? yeah. And they said, apparently Nigeria, as at this past May, had exported 355 players compared to Holland's 346 nice. or Portugal's 339. We will link to this in the podcast description, right? So for everyone to see. And then Ghana has actually exported more players than Belgium. Hmm. The same Belgium, you know, golden generation, blah, 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 blah. Roberto Martinez, yada, 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 yada. Um, Ghana has exported about 283 footballers this past season and then Belgium had only 244. Now, of course, in terms of minutes, it shows that they have, most of Nigerian and Ghanaian players have fewer minutes than these other countries put together. But I think it's great that this amount of players are being you know, produced from these shores. The silly thing about it is it often ends, we have this thing where the Nigerian national team, for example, the Super Eagles, everybody seems to be someone who was discovered playing for some other club or some in some other country outside. Maybe when we're done with NSAS, we can face the NFF finally and reform the way Nigerian football is played. What do you guys think, guys? Fantastic idea. I was actually going to say that. Yeah. I mean, it's okay to say, okay, the exports are a lot. But doesn't it just mean maybe our league is... I don't know why you said maybe. I mean, obviously, it means that. Yeah. But <laughs> I think we should also be looking that people are looking to get the league. Yeah. I know it's great that, yes, we have the opportunity to even send them there. But you know, Nigerian players go everywhere. Everywhere. Malta sometimes do you get no disrespect to our Maltan fans at all you guys play wonderful football no not um, as I mean they listen to us okay. <laughs> man your confidence is giving me joy yeah but yeah you probably will have Belgium keeping their players still because they have a decent league okay do you get yeah so it's like you said after answers we know what we're coming for yeah NFF better watch your back niggas guys eh? better watch your back guys okay <laughs> now we've gotten to the pop culture plug uh, section or part, segment of the podcast, rather, mm-hmm. Lucy. Sir, what are you watching? What are you reading? That are not answers tweets. Oh yeah, okay, okay, right. Yeah, because I could see you going there. What are you watching or reading? What am I or reading? listening to? I'm binge watching Bones right now. Oh, okay. Yes. Why? You went back to the beginning, or yes. Okay, nice. Because it's interesting. Because why not? Okay. Um, reading or listening to I'm, that? I'm, currently, I'm reading uh, Oil Pearl, Politics and Violence, mm-hmm. Nigeria's Military Coup History. Mm-hmm. That's for non-fiction. Obviously, Intellectual Twitter, no, no. come through. We need to be read you. We need to be... Need for to what? Oil, blood and politics? No. We need to just go and understand what has happened. In the past, yes, so we can be ready for the future. For. Okay. And fiction... Last thing I read was um, it's a compilation of short stories by 
Jhumpa Lahiri. Okay. She's Who's a British-born American of Indian descent. Wow. It's called, the book is um, titled uh, The Interpreter of Maladies. It's actually quite interesting. It's, it's very interesting. What am I listening to? I hope I pronounce his name well. To sing Oiko. Nice. Yes. Interesting. And Julia Jacqueline. Please don't ask me anything. <laughs> oh, obviously, on this podcast. Yes, of course. I mean, you get now. Trump you have just earned yourself another ticket to make another appearance on this podcast. Well done. Well done. Samala, she has set the bar really high. Don't yes, come and give me any boring recommendations like you always do every episode. What are you listening to? What are you watching? What are you reading? So, um, I'm listening to Roots by the Caveman. Hey, you finally caught up. Yeah. My guy. So, and then I'm. Fantastic watching, album, by the way. Yeah, yeah? it is. Um, watching Brooklyn Nine Nine, season six again. again. Nice. Oh God, I love that show. I really do. Okay. Yes. Uh, are you reading anything specific? No, not, not particular. Okay. No. Well, you want to say something, Lucy? It's never really, but go on. Ah, <laughs> this drag. No, but. Oh, he's always know. looking at spreadsheets, sir. Huh? Yeah, I'm I know. always reading financial articles. I don't want to bore you with that. Boss, no, you're not boring us, no. Boss, we are your audience, like Bari. <laughs> you don't see circulars. We don't go mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when Anonymous, you know, the other day when I heard that Anonymous supposedly uh, hacked their website, I kept on saying, I wonder what exactly. I'm even surprised that their things were Anonymous. Nobody, to I don't trust anything they did, but that's fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah. For me, what I'm watching is, I'm not really watching anything, but I've been very, very intrigued. Ted Lasso finished, so I didn't know what to do. I was lost in the desert for a bit. Then I saw one episode of a show called Evil, which was amazing. It talks about, you know, like there's this whole balance between the supernatural and looking at it from the viewpoint of faith and the viewpoint of science. Really, really amazing. Um, so I told, I made a mental note that I would go back and find all the episodes that are available and then binge watch it when the time comes. Of course, I've been on my podcast tip. I listen to a bunch of podcasts. Uh, Dissect is finally rounding up, which makes me sad. You said nice. Are you an enemy? Of this of, of progress you're my enemy right so dissect is rounding up uh which makes me sad but in terms of music nothing new per se i haven't seen anything interesting i'm just going back to old albums my old lecrae restoration album the kb his glory alone album and a guy called lucky day you guys should check out lucky day lucky day makes really really good music all right okay oh you will will you exclusively release them nice yes she will not did that yes or no? I'm not going to know. <laughs> Exclusively here. Yeah. Why? We have fans, though. Is it because Tell of something? Yes. Did you copy listening to the podcast? Did you copy? Yeah. Uh, and. Yeah. Copy does. Benjamin Mendy does. Benjamin Mendy does. We have fans in Malta. Yeah, guys this. in Germany, Singapore. Shout out to every single one of you that has been listening. Yes, I knew. I knew. We have a guy listening in Germany, by the way. Shout out to Uche. Thank you very much. He's a very faithful one of the most faithful listeners of this podcast he always comes with um, great critiques and yes the rest of you can do that guys if you have any comments suggestions or things you feel we should be paying attention to if you have any responses to any of the hot takes Samayla or Lucy have made today because I don't do hot takes right? I don't do hot takes yeah. um, please you can tweet at us at the IWB podcast right uh, you can also send us an email the IWB podcast at gmail.com right leave us a line uh, we'll be really really grateful to hear from you till next time 
do not forget to please add your voice to the NSAS protest. You don't have to be on the streets if you can't. You can tweet, you can sensitize someone around you, your colleagues, your silly colleagues if they're being silly, your family members, I don't call them silly because we love them, but your parents, whoever it is, people on the streets, let's remember that the Nigeria we want, essentially, we've been given an opportunity to wrestle it from those people who have held it hostage for a while. Um, with nothing else to say, I'm not going to say stage again this time. Please end SARS and join us this time next week. Sam stage again. See Lucy saying bye. Goodbye guys. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>